But if you are going to school for financial purposes, taking a year off is financially detrimental. You're giving up that $26,000 more on average that you could be making with a degree. Welcome to the Aggie New Student Podcast, a series by the orientation staff at Utah State University. Transitioning to college is exciting, but there's a lot to do and understand. We're here to talk you through it. My name is Isaiah Jones. I'm the Parent Program Coordinator at Utah State University. And I'm Daryl Harris. I'm the Director of the Student Money Management Center. Well, thanks, Daryl, for, for jumping on today. It's, it's been a pleasure uh, having you in our office these days, so I get to see you all the time. Today, friends, we're talking about opportunity costs and weighing your options for the spring 2021, but really the full sort of academic year. With all the sort of craziness going on with COVID-19 and the different platforms that USU has implemented as far as the academic side goes and the social changes, there's been a lot of students and parents weighing their options to see, is it really worth it, both financially and socially and academically, to attend the spring semester or even the fall semester? And so some students are saying, should I defer my admissions if you're coming out of high school or should I take a leave of absence if you've been at USU for a year or more and, and maybe you're like, maybe I'll take a break and, and come back. And so today I just wanted to talk to Daryl about what some of the costs and what are some of the things that we should think about or you and your students should think about before making the move. So Daryl, my first question for you is what are some of the things to consider if one is going to take off for a year? Because I'm in the, the money management world, I would always want to give you my money perspective. And whenever you take off time for your education, you have to weigh that, that opportunity cost. If you look at the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, looking back at the 2019 data, it actually shows that students with just a high school diploma, they're only, you know, their average salary nationwide. You know, this is not just for 20-year-olds, but all the way up to 50-year-olds. If that is their highest level of education, their average salary is close to about $37,000 a year. And yet the average salary of someone with a bachelor's degree is $26,000 higher. It's about the $64,000. And so what that means is for every year that you don't have your bachelor's degree and you're in the workforce, that's $26,000 less than you're making if you don't have that degree. And so anytime you put off your college education, that's the opportunity cost. You're making $26,000 less. And so looking from that perspective, that's a big loss. I've done, you know, I, I actually did a presentation last night to, to a group of students and I showed them the actual cost of education. And to me, the cost of the education is the tuition. And so when you look at the tuition cost of Utah State, it's getting close to $8,000 a year. So multiply that by four years, you're at $32,000. But then you also have to take into account you're not working full time, hopefully, while you go to school. Some students do, and, you know, and, and that's really good for them. It's really hard. But I don't recommend that students work more than 20 hours. I think it's very possible and feasible to work 20 hours a week. But so when you multiply that 20 hours a week that they're not making money that they should be studying and in class times the 36 weeks of the year during fall and spring semester, because we do want students working full-time, you know, if they're not coming to summer school, they should be working full-time, if not more. So you're losing 20 hours a week times those 36 weeks, times four years, times whatever their wage is. And if they're just making, you know, minimum wage at 725, that comes to $20,000. 
that they're lost wages. So if you take the possible income they could be making with a bachelor's degree, 26,000, and divide that by the tuition 32 plus their lost wages at 20, about 50,000, that's a 49% return on investment. You make $26,000 your first year, that average income, more than if you didn't have that wage. That's a 49% return on investment ROI. I would love to get 49% return on my stock. Absolutely love to get it. And that's just the first year. Each year thereafter is just additional income, 26 grand more you're making. So taking time off financially, no, it does not make sense. And then then the other point I'd probably want to make is it takes, if you're good, four years to get your degree. Most students take five years to take your degree. So there will be plenty of time to socialize. If that's the reason why they want to take time off, I would say put your head down and get one of those four years busted out. And if you can't socialize, well, then spend more time studying. You know, what a great opportunity. If if I was a parent, I'd be saying, yeah, if you can't, if the rules that have been put forward for us for the society right now is don't socialize. Okay, don't socialize, but study. Don't take off the time because you can't socialize because you're not supposed to be socializing outside anyways. So I'd say stay in and get one more year busted out. Yeah, I had not heard the financial argument. It completely changes the discourse overall. I think if it's, well, I want to go up and have a good time and in college and sort of the things that it's known for in the movies. But when you say 49% return on investment, that changes the game, I think, entirely because it's a huge thing to consider. Like you said, I would love to have 49% return on, on my stocks. In that case, the smart and wise thing to do, it seems to me, is to, to stay in the game, if at all possible, focus on the academics, which is high, high in the mission, obviously, of the university anyways. Some of the other things have kind of come by way of just lots of people together. But I think you're right, focusing on the academic component and really letting that be a year where one thrives academically is key. Yeah, I mean, another example, when I was growing up, I I grew up in a family that, uh, you know, was conservative and I, both I and my parents thought it's probably best not to date before I turn 16. And so in my sophomore year, I had a late birthday, I had a birthday, you know, middle of May. And so my entire sophomore year was before me. A lot of my friends were already 16 and they were having a fun, great time socializing. And so I guess I'm comparing this with if you can't socialize single day at the time for me, I made the decision of why waste that year? I decided to put my head down my sophomore year because I couldn't go on dates and study, you know, and so I didn't have that temptation, if you will, to go out and socialize. And so I put my head down and I busted my butt and I got a 4.0 my sophomore year. Because what else was I going to do on Friday nights, Thursday nights, but study, you know? So, you know, if if the world gives you lemons, my friend, make some lemonade. If you can't go socialize, study. I now know where I I dropped the ball in in my youth. I should have uh, taken up that same pledge and just studied at 15 because uh, my dating life wasn't all that great anyways. I wasted a lot of time there. So uh, shout out to your parents. That's awesome. Another mantra I had while going through college and it it was getting close to a test date is, you know, I would say my grades stay with me forever. This, this date tomorrow night, I'm, I'm probably not going to stay with her forever. So stick with your grades, my friend. <laughs> Wisdom of the age. That's great. So, you know, this question that, you know, we kind of answered in the first one, but uh, do you think that there are any good reasons to take a break? 
from college then? I, you know, I, I really don't because college is four to five years. And so putting it off because you can't socialize, if you know if that's the reason, that doesn't make sense. You'll, there'll be plenty of time to socialize beyond, you know, or, you know, for the next three years or two years or whatever it may be. And financially, it clearly, you know, doesn't make sense. Getting into education, now, this is all assuming you get a degree that is something that you can get a useful job, because if, you, if, you, if you're getting a degree that you don't even plan on using, well, then financially, no, it doesn't make sense, because you're, if you're not even planning on getting a job, then yes, taking some time off, I could, I could see the wisdom, because you're not, you're not doing it for financial purposes. But if you are going to school for financial purposes, taking a year off is financially detrimental. You're giving up that $26,000 more on average that you could be making with a degree. So what would your biggest piece of advice be to parents and students to help them both finish their academic journey, but just how they should go forward in these unprecedented times? Regardless of the the times that we live in, I'm a firm believer that you should financially support things that you believe in. I don't believe in giving students, uh, my children, for example, a free ride. I don't think if they if they don't have any you know skin in the game, it doesn't mean as much. I think you really need to struggle. You know, I think struggle is good. Hard is good. I think in the struggle, the strength comes. But I do believe that you should let your children know what you value. And I, and I truly believe that education is of value. It'll increase your economic outlook in life, which allows you to do many more things in life, you know, and, and you can live and give as never before once you start getting above a certain income level. And education is the key to get you to that education level. And so I'm a firm believer of, I believe in it, I wanna support it. So the deal I have with my kids for any big goal that they want to work towards that I believe in, I meet them halfway. And so for all my kids, I've told them before they graduate from high school is I'm willing to pay half of whatever your tuition cost is because I wanna let them know that I believe in education and I support it. And so I'm willing to financially support up to half because I want them to work for it. I don't want it to be a freebie. And so that's kind of my personal take on things that I value. And so whether you're in the pandemic or not, that's my personal belief. Yeah, you're right. I think uh, we often forget the connection or sort of intersection between education and economy or education and, and financial abilities and just being able to do those other areas that a lot of us strive towards, you know, our family, you had mentioned being able to give, you know, so for a lot of people, that's uh, my parents give to different athletic programs, churches, things like that, but they really couldn't do it if they didn't have, or if they had a <laughs> $26,000 less. I think that's a really good point. Is there anything that uh, I've left out that, you, you know, you'd want to, to add? Well, I mean, you know, there's always a psychological aspect because we are in a pandemic that absolutely you should talk to your kids and just listen. You don't always have to give advice, but just listen to them and let them work out their own solutions to their problems and, you know, just be a listening ear to them. Be supportive. Well, Daryl, this has been great. We're definitely going to have you on. I think this is one of our uh, most practical episodes and, and things I think we can actually uh, utilize a lot of this information. So thanks for jumping on. Great. I'm glad, you, glad to have you and I'll be happy to come back again. Thanks. All right. Go Aggies.